He sit back and watch for the bullshit. Cause you know what's coming. 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 Welcome to BS with Brian Simpson. We're back. It's been a while. I know. Uh, a lot of a lot of things happening this month that uh, that I didn't get a chance to talk about yet on on my podcast. This is my second favorite thing to do besides stand up comedy. Um. I guess the first the first thing uh, that I that I man I've been wanting to really address this, but um, a rapper Lil Nas X Lil Nas X uh, made a made a country a country music song. Yeah, and uh, and uh, it's called Old Town Road, and. It's pretty good. It's catchy. It's catchy. I mean, you know, I mean, is, is it dope? I don't know if it's dope, but it's, you know, it's, it, it, it is definitely a, a mix, a mix of genres. You know, it's definitely, it's a mishmash. It's like, a, it's like rap country fusion or whatever. Um. Anyway, he, 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 he made this song. It, it went viral. And it started. It started topping the 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 Billboard charts for country, and um, and naturally, uh, country fans, white people, weren't happy about it. Um, well, I don't. You know what? Actually, that, that's that's not fair. That's not a fair assessment because that's who was listening to it. You know, and it, because of the way because they count streaming now. You know the song just sort of climbed the charts automatically, but then, you know the the powers that be, the keepers of country music, you know, old rich white dudes, were upset that this was even classified as country music, and 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 the critique they gave is that you know Lil Nas X, uh, it, though he may technically have made a country song. Uh, he wasn't really country. He needed to move to Nashville and live the life and, and really get into the roots and so on and so forth, right? So Billboard, um, they want they they wanted to remove the song from the country category, put it in pop or rap, right? So Lil Nas X makes a remix with Billy Ray Cyrus, which is it's better than the original because. You know, because, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus can fucking sing, right? And uh, so he gets Billy Ray Cyrus on the hook. Billy Ray Cyrus drops a verse. It's, it's cool. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's doper than the, than, the, than the original. And that seems to appease everyone, right? And, and here, here's, the, here's my big issue with that, the big, uh, the big twist, if you will. What these old white dudes are complaining about is uh is uh cultural appropriation. That's what they're afraid of. <laughs> right? It's like if you if you ever a white person, if you're a white person out there and you and you can't and you was like, I don't understand cultural appropriation, or you've tried to have your black one of your black friends explain it to you, and you just don't get it. This is it right here. This is what you're afraid 
is going to happen. And, and this isn't really exactly it, because if, if this was a cu- cultural appropriation the way that uh, that y'all do it, then they would have started calling Lil Nas X the king of country music or some shit like that, right? Um, but that's not that's not at all the case. It was just his fight to be uh, to be on the on the charts to just be on the charts. So <clears throat> I think the real funny thing about this is oh it, it, you talk about poetic justice like. Uh, like the universe, like karma, just like sometimes the wheel just spins. Like that's why some people believe in that shit. Cause sometimes it just it just falls into place, you know? So the the the, the funny part is Molly Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter, the guy who Billy Ray Cyrus who we brought in to to, to uh <laughs> to give Lil Nas X some country cred. His daughter pretty much made ha- the, the best part of her career from the very same thing. You know, she she was a big, a huge part of the cultural appropriation thing. Um, You know, she started hanging out with rappers and making... Uh, well, she went from country to pop to pop rap, you know, hanging out with rappers and twerking on, uh, on ball ball players and shit to to boost her sales. And then as soon as it it didn't vibe with her image, she dropped the whole culture like it was like it was nothing, which is what you know. Like Lil Nas X isn't really doing that because he would never be allowed to infiltrate country culture the way Miley Cyrus was allowed to infiltrate hip hop. It's just that simple. Uh, yeah, and I think I I I, I don't know. It, 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 and it's, it, it reminds me because I, I talked about Miley Cyrus a lot um, when I talked about Rachel Dolezal, who I don't know if y'all remember her, but she was uh, she was the white woman that was living uh, as a black woman so convincingly that she ended up being the uh, the head of the NAACP in I want to say Spokane, Washington, or Tacoma, Washington. And uh, and her parents, uh, you know, outed her to the media, and uh, and, and her, her whole story, you know, was was very interesting. Her so basically, her parents had a, her parents were like mean people, I guess, or just not, or just very fundamentalist, you know, Christian. That sort of uh, that sort of residual cruelty that comes from having parents that are fundamentalist, anything. And they adopted uh, two black kids and uh, her her older biological brother, uh, according to her, was, you know, molesting her and started to molest her adopted black sister. So she took her black sister and brother and got the fuck up out of there. Right. She started dipping into black culture so that they would 
know who they were or, you know, so they could be black. <laughs> or, you know, so they wouldn't lose touch with what it means to be black. And uh, and I don't know if she got, if it got carried away or whatever it is, but this is but you know by the time all this by the time she hit the fan, she had been living as a black woman for so long that it's like, you know, and people were pissed. People were pissed the fuck off when they found out about it. Uh, I'm not really one of those people, but you know people were upset, and. Uh, and they gave her a lot of shit. She lost her job, blah, 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 blah. And she's accused of cultural appropriation. And I disagree because even now, you know, she's never wavered. She's never uh, as easy as it would be for her to just throw down her blackness and be accepted back as white again, which I don't even know if that's, I don't know if they would take her back <laughs> or even what that would even mean. Um, you know, even, even as easy as it would be for her to be like, all right, guys, I was playing around. She, 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 she hasn't done that. You know, and she, and again, like I said before, she gets, she gets shit on for really, really, really being about that life. And Molly Cyrus gets a pass for only being about that life to the to the extent that she could profit from it. You know, and I'm not saying she's a bad person. I, you know, I, I don't think she sat down and, and, and like, you know, twir- twiddling her fingers like Gargamel or Skeletor with hatching an evil plot to uh, to uh, exploit black culture. But I mean, that's that's really a problem with a lot of racism and 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 and, and discrimination and cultural appropriation is a lot of it is unconscious, and that's why it takes effort to check your racist self. It, you have to really pa- take a pause and 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 evaluate yourself, and that's why you know most most people, um, and not just when it comes to racism, most people tend to gravitate towards ideas and beliefs that mean they don't have to change. I mean, that's really what it boils down to because change is painful. Change is uncomfortable. So we tend to do what's comfortable. So, you know, a, a motherfucker will, will, they'll, they'll, without putting any thought into it at all, a motherfucker will grab, and, grab onto an idea, the one that means they don't have to do anything differently. And then they'll, they'll justify it after the fact, you know? They'll just, you know, go get whatever ideas support or whatever uh, whatever facts support that that stance. You know, rather than reviewing the facts and then picking the stance, they pick a stance and then review the facts and cherry pick the ones that support their argument. You know, so that's how most people behave. And that's that's how racism survives is we got that underlying. Uh, I forget what they call it, that underlying underlying. Um, you know, un- unconscious bias that most people just don't want to address because they don't want to be a racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I ask people sometimes, like, you know, whenever whenever I get into these discussions, which I don't do very often since I retired from explaining racism to white people, even though I guess that's kind of hypocritical because I do a whole podcast where I do exactly that sometimes. But, uh, you know, when, it, when, when, it's, when it's on my spirit, 
I let it come out, but I don't actively try. I actively try to avoid it actually, because I'm just, it's just exhausting and, and oftentimes fruitless. But anyway, whenever I get into these little debates, discussions, a lot of times I ask like, if you could, if you, if, if, if you could end racism today, because, because, because I think, because see, here's the thing. Most people will admit that racism exists, right? Just not, it just don't come from them. You know, that's how some people feel about global warming. Yeah, it's happening, but I don't think it's us, right? So I, I often pause and ask my white friends, if you could admit that you were racist, if you could, if you could say you were racist on publicly, admit that you're racist. To end racism, would you do it? And the answer I get most often is something along, something to the effect of, um, "But I'm not racist. Why would I say that?" Right? And 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 that 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 is in the heart of that lot that hits right into the heart of the problem is that you'd rather you're more concerned with whether you with whether you look racist. You're more concerned with seeming like a good person. You care more about that than you do about racism. You know, because even if it isn't true, even if you're not a racist, if all you had to do was just say it to end racism, you wouldn't do it. Your because your concern is, at least your reflex of concern is, uh, well, I'm not, but I'm not a racist. I don't want. I'm not a bad person. You know what I mean? Because and that's the thing. You don't have to be a bad person to be a racist or to perpetuate racism. <clears throat> yeah but you know who the fuck am i i'm not a good person um uh what else we got up on the dock uh okay so the the Mueller report came out um also i believe between now and the last episode the Mueller report came out um i stopped following politics heavy uh years ago because again it was just it was too much um it was too much anxiety involved i i used to get up every morning and listen to norman goldman and rachel maddow and uh and bill i forget what i forget what that dude's name was but it would it would be like the first four hours of my day would be politics i would i would, I would record because the rachel maddow show was a it, it's all it's also a a podcast basically they, they upload the audio from the night before so i would i would literally wake up in the morning and the first four hours of my day would be would be talk radio pol- political talk radio and and at first it was i loved it i loved it and 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 uh and i don't i don't know i don't know exactly what happened but i just remember waking up one day and starting hitting my playlist and and it and it I don't know I don't even remember what was happening in the news at the, at the moment, but I do know that I just felt like this is too much. Like goddamn, this is just depressing. Like every, like I I think I just heard a pattern in 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 it, it was like every the three or four different shows were all telling me how to feel. Like you should be upset, you should be outraged, you should be uh, you should be scared. You you know, and and I just. And I realized like, oh, I'm doing this to myself every day. 
this anxiety is unbearable. <laughs> you know, it was, it was and, and, and I could literally just not do it. You know, I could keep myself uh, moderately informed and vote. Cause that's really, cause you, your only power is knowledge, voting, and how you spend your money. Everything else is just posturing to me. You know, your, your direct and measurable impact on the world is just from, from learning from, from where you spend your money and how you spend your money and, and how you vote or whether you even vote at all. Um, and I know some people think their vote doesn't count. And I, I've actually had that, that. Who did I have that debate with? Damn, it's always, it's always, it's always someone. Um, but a lot of people feel like their vote doesn't count. But, but also I feel like it's, you know, it's, it's free. And to the extent that it might count, I think it's worth, it's worth a shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, God might not exist. And a lot of y'all, you know, you still pray and go to church and all that shit on the off chance that <laughs> that God is real. You know, but you won't vote because you think it. Yeah, you know, I don't know. People, are, people are fucking evil, man. Um, I came across an article today about basically the headline of the article. This is from the New York Post. I don't know how. Um, I don't know which news publications are reputable anymore because it, it just it's just impossible to tell. So I don't know if New York Post is some kind of, uh, you know, I don't know if that's a tabloid. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but this headline says, uh, the headline is, this is how expensive it is to attempt suicide in the U.S. So basically, uh, an, an Oklahoma man shared an image to Twitter of his $93,000 hospital bill after an attempt to take his own life. <sighs> now, how you gonna give a motherfucker to try to kill himself a, a $93,000 hospital bill? Oh, yeah, because that, <laughs> oh, that's gonna solve the problem. I don't know, because I, I, you know, my, my, my knee-jerk reaction is, well, you should be giving people that try to kill themselves, like, you should, that, that should be that should be bill forgiveness or something. But then, you know, but then you have motherfuckers trying to, uh, I don't know, game the system. I don't know, man. Because isn't that always the excuse we use to not help poor people is that we don't want people gaming the system. And the truth is, the people that game the system the most are the people with the most money. Let's be honest. We 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 don't help people that need it under the, you know, with the excuse that we don't want people that might not need it game in the system. But we help the richest people, we protect their assets and all that. And they and and they got all kind of mechanisms to not pay their fair share of taxes and laws don't really apply to them at all and you know. So I, I don't I don't uh I don't know. This 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 ninety three thousand dollar hospital bill just really pisses me off. Uh, how do you, how do you, do you always know when I'm recording? Don't you always be pissed?
Uh, and we're back. Uh, sorry, I had to let the cat out once again. Um, yeah, $93,000 hospital bill is that's 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 nonsense, that's craziness. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I try not to be, I try not to let this kind of shit make me cynical. But fuck, it just it just feels it feels like if 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 the system, if the corruption in our system is due to money, and and now the system is already set up so that once you have a certain amount of money, you pretty much can't ever go broke, right? And then the political system is set up so that if you if you can donate just a little bit of money, it ain't that much money, you can you can pretty much buy senators and congressmen, you know. You know, with like fifteen grand, you can have a you can have a senator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you if you got a if you Jeff Bezos, you got billions of dollars. It it will it will cost you. A, you know, you buy you spend you could drop a million dollars and buy the whole government, basically. Because that's that's what the real real rich motherfuckers do is they they spend. You know, they spend money on both sides. They don't care who wins. You know, because they they want either they want both sides in in their in their fucking pocket, man. Um. So hold on. So the the dude that so I don't know if y'all were alive like some of y'all were were alive back in the back in the nineties. Um, this dude John William. So 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 back in back then, a dude was. I want to say it was like 20 years ago. How what what year is that? It's 2019. So this was like yeah, 1998, 99. 21 years ago. There it is. 21 years ago. So a dude in Texas was dragged from the back of a truck like three miles. Um, it was it was a hate crime. And that was the first time I think I ever heard the word hate crime um on the news. Um, because it was definitely like a white supremacist and all that. It was it, it was three white dudes, but the dude, the ringleader, John William King, and this is from this is from CBS News. John William King, uh, and he's 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 he is a racist. He this is he admits it. Like it, it's it's not it's not something that he denies. But he he is a racist. But he denies <laughs> uh, that he was part of this hate crime. You know, he says that. Uh, that he was not near them when his two other buddies dragged this nigga from a truck. Um, and I mean, I don't. I, he he. His claim is that it was a drug deal that went bad. Now, who was buying drugs from who? It didn't really go into detail with all of that. Um, but the fact that you, the, you know, he's about to die anyway. That, that's what the headline is. Uh, he's going to be executed uh, uh, shortly. Uh, his lawyers claim that he that uh, his lawyers are trying to get the Supreme Court to pick up the the appeal, which uh, the the I guess the Texas uh, the, the 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 Superior Court in Texas already denied his. Uh, his lawyers claim that during his during his original trial, his defense attorney uh, 
ignored his claim of, of innocence. His, his defense attorney didn't refuse to submit that claim to the, to the, to the court. Um, so they want a whole new trial, which I mean, dude, how do you think you're going to win this? Um, so no, it wasn't, it wasn't the Texas, uh, uh, superior court. It was the Texas court of criminal appeals and the Texas board of pardons and paroles turned down his request for a commutation of his sentence or 120 day reprieve. Yeah, so this this yeah, this motherfucker dragged somebody from the back of a truck to death. Uh the other guy, King who grew up in blah, 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 no, still. He'll be the second man executed in the case. Lawrence Russell Brewer was executed in 2011, and the third guy, Sean Allen Berry, was sentenced to life in prison. Why they always throw your middle name in there when you're a murderer? Um, who knows? So the the uh the 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 black world I don't know where if we can breathe a sigh of relief or <laughs> you know, I I don't I don't know what you I don't know how how to make that that feel good, man. It just seemed like it's just dangerous out here for a nigga, you know. Um Yeah, I, I I don't know, because people don't, you know, people don't feel safe. I don't know how many times I got to bring this up, but it's like, I would, I would like it if more, if more of these cops was getting, uh, getting charged and and, and tried it. I don't think they ever going to execute a cop, no matter how bad this shit is they did. Have they ever? Who knows? Um, I came across... This article on the root, you know, there's a lot of people think that, because uh, because I heard I heard some um, Sam Harris who um, who uh, I think is a lot of people's like first go to guy when they turn to atheism, you know, because he he's really good at uh, talking uh, and explaining things in a calm and very precise way, um, but. He's 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 kind of off the rails when it comes to certain subjects, but um, I heard he had a guest on his podcast a few years ago uh, that was talking about the crime, the, the statistics, and you know how like people always bring up black on black crime when black people talk about police crime of uh, killing us, and he he brought up a lot of that shit. He had a guy on there, and and they went over all these statistics that that like um, you know more more higher percentage of the of these shootings are white people than black people and, and all those sorts of things. And while that is technically true, it kind of ignores the, uh, the, 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 the crux of, of, of what we're, what it is we complain about. It is not the amount of violence necessarily. It's the reaction to that violence that people, like I said, people reach for whatever, uh, whatever thing means that they don't have to do anything differently, that they don't have to transform, you know. Because uh, I don't understand, I don't understand why a cop is allowed to be uh, fear for their lives when, and 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 that is the, that's the excuse for them. Like, looks like you know, if I'm uh, if I'm if I'm uh, like if, they, if a cop thinks I have a weapon. 
and they fear for their life. They can, and then they shoot me and I don't have a weapon. That's excusable because, you know, they're, they're afraid. It, it was a mistake and anybody can make it and blah, 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 blah. Like, like the dude, uh, fuck, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he, but you know, the guy last year that we got pulled over by the cop with his, with his wife and kid in the car and he told the cop, I have a gun because he had a license, he had a permit for his gun that he had in the car with him, you know. And the cop was like, let me, so the cop said, let me see your ID. And he's reaching for his ID. And, and then he tells the cop as he's reaching for his ID, just so you know, I have a gun, I have a permit. And uh, the the cop immediately pulls out his pistol and starts shooting the guy. Don't reach for it. Now he's reaching for his wallet that the cop told him to get. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, and, and it was a, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, you know, police say it was, a, it was an honest mistake. We you know we out here all the time. We, our job is stressful. We blah, 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 blah. Right. So a cop is allowed to, because of the stress of the job, because of the, the scariness of the situation, he's allowed to be scared and make a mistake. But the citizen has to have perfect behavior. Any mistake you make can cost you your life and it's going to be your fault. Any mistake they make could cost you your life and it's going to still be your fault or it's nobody's fault. You know, and here and here's why that's so crazy. Right. So um, I, I come across these these statistics in this article on the route by uh, Michael, Michael Harriet. Right. So. In 2018, police killed 1,165 people, right? Despite all the protests, marches, training seminars, thoughts and prayers, in 2018, cops killed 36 more people than they did the year before, right? And despite being 12.6% of the U.S. population, black people were 26.7% of the people killed by police where the race was known, Okay. So number of people killed by police in the last year. Was more than all the police who died in the line of duty, which was 148. So so last year, police killed 1,165 people. And last year, 148 police were killed in the line, line of duty. Which means just off the top of my head. You know, you almost, you almost, you almost ten times more likely. Your encounter with the police is ten times more likely to be deadly for you than it is for the police. And and that's my whole point is why can't I be nervous? You nervous because I might have a gun, which which can lead to you making a mistake that could cost me my life and no one's is no one's fault. But I can't be scared, and I know you have a gun. And I know that even if you kill me with it, it, it's not going to be no justice. You know, because I, I said all the time, I hear all of it, I always hear about the one, the one bad apple. It's just some bad apples. And they, but, they, but where the fuck are they? Because, okay, because listen, out of the, out of that number I read you, what is it, 1,100? 1,165? 99% of those officers involved in police killings, and no, these weren't all shootings, but 99% of those officers in 2018 were not charged with a crime. 
So, I mean, take take that to the bank. I mean, as a matter of fact, I mean, most of the time, it's not even treated like it could be a crime. So, I, you know, I mean, feel however, feel however the fuck you want to feel about it. Because um, I've had, you know, and, and I, I, I've been accused of being anti-police or whatever, because, and that's not true. I've been, I've had good interactions with police. I think in my whole life, I don't know, it's probably 50-50. Certainly, I mean, when I was a kid, when I was when I was a child, like before the age of 18, 100% of my interactions with police were negative. You know, because a lot of it has to do with where you live. You know, if you live out, in, if you live in the sticks or you live in a small town uh, or you live in a, you know, like if you live somewhere where people hunt, you know, then policemen have a different relationship with those communities because a lot of times they're part of those communities. You know, they know people in those communities even if they don't know you personally. So they they see their job as protecting the community. You know, whereas in the in the big cities and when you're in a black neighborhood or when you're in the ghetto or the barrio or, or whatever, a lot of times those cops don't even live in those neighborhoods. They've never been in, they don't, they're not from there. They don't live there. And to them, they're, they're there to protect themselves. They, that their whole goal is like, fuck this neighborhood. Like I'm trying to make sure I go home in one piece. You know? So, uh, like I said, feel feel however the fuck you want to feel about it. Um, there's no there's no Black History uh moment this week because my my freaking notes, my freaking Evernote, that's supposed to keep my notes forever. It's it it's malfunctioning. That shit won't open. So. Uh, but I will do I will I will make up for it next week when I do I will do a double how about that it was going to be about uh, uh, Queen Zenobia who I didn't know she uh, she was uh, ain't, you know uh, well I was going to say ancient but she was a, she was a warrior queen from the from the from the the, 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 the times of Rome and all that that nobody ever talks about uh, black queen um and she 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 won a lot of battles or her army did her army won a lot of battles even though she's weirdly not given credit for a lot of uh because i don't know if y'all know this i'm i'm obsessed with uh with ancient ancient battles i watch so much so many videos of 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 the strategies and, and and tactics from these ancient generals you know alexander hannibal um, and the and other lesser known guys, not not like not like World War One and World War Two type shit. I'm talking like pre gunpowder battles where you had a you had to really know how to use your your damn infantry and heavy infantry and cavalry and archers and 
really know how to use the terrain and the environment and um because because you know and alexander really i mean he, he he murdered a lot of people he was he was called great he thought he was a god but but that motherfucker did go on a tear he went on a tear like hannibal where it was like he he you know he won a good you know he won a good 10 15 major battles straight in a row <laughs> until until he until he was stopped you know so it was like so anyway, I love that shit and I watch a lot of that. And sometimes I come across people I never heard of. And I never heard of Queen Zenobia. Um and and so that it was fascinating to me. So that's that's what I wanted I wanted to talk to y'all about. But we we're gonna get on that next week. Uh thanks for listening. You again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, email me at dswithbrownsimpson at gmail.com. Um Yeah, and uh again, I'm gonna be in what is it tomorrow oh so this is gonna come out to uh tomorrow day so um i'm gonna be in i'm gonna be at gallagher's in long beach tomorrow the 25th or or today the 25th uh at 9 p.m doing some stand-up comedy and then on the 28th which is a sunday i'm gonna be at uh, Arroyo Seco Golf Club doing some comedy at 7 p.m. Uh, these are both, you know, in the Los Angeles uh, area. And again, I mean, I don't know if it's too late, but uh, next month on the 17th, and I'm going to be at uh, Fox Theater in Riverside um, with Tom Segura. I don't know if it's too late to get tickets for that. That motherfucker might be sold out, buddy. And uh, then the next day, I'm going to be in Vegas, and I forget the name of the venue. So, yeah, just go to go to TomSegore.com and see what the... Get uh, all that information, even though it might be too late. Just to let you know. All right, thanks for listening. Talking special teams, gotta go, motherfucker. So I'm sewing up my seams. See, I gotta plug these holes up for the winner. And all these rats come in and try to shed my dinner. Talking, they working hard, niggas barely called a splinter. I'm all up in a.